thinking of joining a startup, it's a great choice. But if you come from a large organization, the move to lean can be a stretch. Find out how to work in small teams and achieve more with less. This and more in episode number 404. Cracking the code on how you can drive business results and customer connection. Equipping you to acquire, engage, and retain customers, inspiring lasting loyalty across mobile, web, apps, and more. Welcome to Mobile Presence. Hosted by analyst, author, and top 30 mobile marketing influencer, Peggy and Saul. Thanks, Ricky, and thank you for joining Mobile Presence. I'm your host, as always, Peggy Ansaltz, mobile analyst, tech consultant, and founder of Mobile Groove. So bigger, better, faster. You know, it's the mantra that summed up what business and brands had to be to be successful. But fast forward, budgets are getting tighter, teams are getting smaller, and we have a greater appreciation and respect for what teams do when they do it with much less. So it's all about large to lean. It's the path many companies are forced to take, which is why it's so critical to know the shortcuts and also figure out how to keep users for the longer term when, as I said, you have a smaller budget. It's a must-have skill set, and we're going to hear best practice from someone who's seen it from both sides, right? A wealth of experience, first working in a large UA organization with a large gaming company, and now at a lean startup with an app that has a much more focused audience, frankly, a much cooler app, perhaps you might even say. But in all cases, you know, it's challenging, it's exciting, and it's gonna be entertaining today because my guest is a mobile hero as well, as chosen by Liftoff, a full service mobile app marketing retargeting platform, recognized for his marketing expertise, and he's gonna bring it to us today. He's gonna to share it with us today. Welcome, Oliver Wang, Senior Growth Manager at Elevate Labs. Great to have you here today on Mobile Presence, Oliver. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. So I have to say, you're not just any mobile hero, right? You're number 100. You're number 100 in the series, which is, you know, kind of cool, quite an accolade. How's that been for you? You know, a little bit of like virtual celebration, a little bit of, uh, you know, virtual cake eating on Zoom. I don't know. <laughs> I know you guys get to have some really cool stuff over at Liftoff, some great parties. So what's it been like? Yeah, it's uh, it's been awesome. Um, I guess I kind of lucked out to be number one hundred. Um, it's you know I've been long following the Mobile Hero series as well as your podcasts, so I've been following a bunch of other marketers' stories. So I guess to be one hundred is definitely an honor. Uh, I guess I kind of lucked out. Um, I, w- I would say the only I guess uh, in terms of celebration when we were doing our photo shoot, uh, Kathy over at Liftoff. Shout out to Kathy for organizing everything. By the way, uh, she brought out some confetti cannons and some colored smoke, which was <laughs> a bit. <laughs> kind of fun to uh, to use so yeah it's awesome. awesome how cool i you know i i just i just love the spirit over there i have to say and uh you know number 100 that means that i've interviewed probably i don't know like 70-ish mobile heroes so you know we continue with this bi-weekly series it's great because we talk to people who do this for their daily job, right? And that's what you do. You're um, over at Elevate Labs. And I want to understand that a bit more because uh, you are definitely elevating what your team and you can accomplish together. But Elevate Labs, tell me about the apps you manage there. Sure. Elevate uh, is a mental fitness startup founded around 2014. Uh, We make um, a couple mobile apps. Our flagship app is called Elevate. It's a brain training app. And mm-hmm. in 2014, it won app of the year. It's very similar to stuff like Lumosity or Peak. It's a brain training program with 35 plus games that really help you develop 
practical skills like communication or math, vocabulary, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, and just last year, we released our second app called Balance. It's a meditation app. Um, they're very, uh, trying to go up against the likes of Headspace, Calm. Um, and I think what makes that app unique is that it's a personalized meditation experience, great for both beginners and veteran meditators alike. Um, it answers, it asks a, a bunch of questions about you know, how much experience you have, what your goals are, be it to alleviate stress or sleep, and it gives you a personalized meditation experience. So no two meditations will be alike and everybody's coming in with different expectations. So our apps really try to soothe those areas um, under the umbrella of mental fitness. And yeah, we've had a lot of growth. We're, we're a series B startup. We're hiring for a bunch of roles. And it's been an awesome year and a half that I've been here. And apps, uh, app of the year award from Apple as well. So quite a couple of milestones for you. How's that? How's that been as well? Was that unexpected? Was that with your uh, flagship app or your new meditation app? Yeah, that was in uh, 2014 with uh, Elevate, oh, okay. our flagship mm -hmm. app. Um, so, you know, at that time, obviously it was before I joined the company, but, you know, Jesse Picard, our CEO, uh, and the lean team we had then had just released Elevate and we uh, were definitely honored with that app of the year award. It was, you know, for a startup, that's such a huge monumental achievement and really a company trajectory changing uh, deal because as soon as we got that uh, award, you know, you, it comes with uh, yeah. a lot of different platform featurings. And from that, we, it just skyrocketed our, our organic baseline. We had an influx of users and really set us up for success going into the later years. And couldn't hope for a better segue because it's that trajectory I'm interested. But you did actually a little bit of the opposite. You were working at, you know, a big gaming studio and now a lean startup, albeit with, you know, really excellent app and product is marketing. So when you've, when you've nailed that and you have apps that people appreciate, which is obviously what's going on here, you know, that's half the battle. But still, you know, lean against big, it is a switch. Why did you do that? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. And it's uh, really speaks to the theme of everything I've been doing over the past couple of years. Um, you know, at, at that time, I was, uh, like you said, working at Nexon. It's a giant gaming publisher based in Asia. Um, and I worked in the mobile marketing or mobile app arm in the Bay Area. We had a very well-funded uh, small studio, small as in maybe 50 to 60 folks. Awesome team, uh, really a lot of depth in supporting functions. So not just UA, but product marketing, data, uh, and just everything else you need for a successful marketing arm. And it was a great, awesome learning experience. I spent about two years there learning the ropes of mobile UA. Um, and at one point, as uh, new opportunities arrive, Elevate just really uh, shone from the crowd. It was so unique in that there was an opportunity now to do UA, but at a lean startup, it comes with mm -hmm. its own unique set of challenges. And that was just really something I wanted to embrace. I wanted to test myself. You know, I've been doing this for a couple of years uh, on these, you know, gigantic apps uh, on a big team. But can I do this when I lose all of that support, when I'm kind of on my own? Mm -hmm. And that was kind of the question mark that I wanted to embrace. And you talk about challenges. I mean, we'll get into this a bit later because you've actually written a blog looking at this. You know, what have you learned? What is different? How do you come to terms with that? Just at a high level. And before we go to break right now, talking about like the biggest challenge compared to other positions. You know, was it was it um, uh, having to think more outside the box, having to you know figure out what to do because you don't have bandwidth to maybe 
wear all the hats you're supposed to, what would you say was your biggest challenge? Yeah, that's a great question. I think, um, I guess immediately what comes to mind is just resources and bandwidth. That is, mm -hmm. I think, always the most obvious one. Um, as soon as you join a startup, uh, like I was earlier describing uh, the dynamic of you know, ne Nexon, gigantic team, a lot of supporting functions, you kind of lo lose all of that. So immediately you're wearing multiple hats. So you're not just a user acquisition person. You're now also doing a little bit of you know, product marketing, a little bit of brand marketing, a little bit of data, um, a little bit of even legal finance. Um, the whole process of getting a marketing campaign up and running Mm -hmm. it's, as soon as you join a startup, you realize that it really takes a village to get these things going. It's uh, from things that you don't normally think about, like setting up an IO with a new company or dealing with finances or just dealing with creative, offering creative input. There's so many small things that come to light once you are kind of thrown into that fire. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to resources and bandwidth, you just kind of have to take a step back and um, one, use your time so much more efficiently and to start to learn a little bit more about everything. Um, there's definitely the dichotomy of being a jack of all trades versus being a master of none. Um, and you kind of have to find that sweet spot. Um, there's kind of a give and take and a sacrifices that need to be made to, uh, in order to get the whole thing up and running. Um, but that has definitely been an area of a lot of learning. And I, I guess less obviously is the kind of subtle things that come from the dynamic of being a startup in mm -hmm. how it's perceived by other folks. Um, and yeah, if we have time later, I'd love to, Oh yeah, we're going to definitely get into that. I was just going to stay with like the whole thing from your vantage point, from your perspective. I mean, um, was there ever a moment where normally you might say, you know, there's like this, not exactly not invented here syndrome, but there is the whole idea that if you're in a big team, you can sort of hide somewhere. I know I have a couple of friends <laughs> who are like that. It's like, oh, it's not my thing. I'm doing, I'm doing this one little thing right over here. So where does, uh, you know, is there something around drawing the line or learning to say yes instead of no, because you, you, you really are uh, having to be a part of everything. Yeah, that's, that's a good uh, insight. And, you know, at a bigger company, sometimes you can kind of shy away from the limelight or, um, and not to necessarily put that in a bad uh, connotation, There's, a, but mm -hmm. at a startup, you kind of just have to lean into everything because there's no, you know, there's no one else who's going to step up to do it. You just kind of have to do it. So I think by a function of just having to do things that has kind of forced me to learn and grow fast, uh, which has been great. Um, and it's kind of forced me into uncomfortable positions where I just have to react on the fly. And there's a... Um, I guess, contention between, you know, being at a bigger company versus uh, being at a smaller company where you have to kind of hustle more. I think as startups, especially in the Bay Area, when you look at job descriptions, you see terms like bias for action thrown around a lot. And that couldn't be further from the truth because you really just have to be willing to hustle and it, mm -hmm. you have to be willing to just move things uh, by your will. That's a great place to stop because that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about exactly how you do that. You know, it's not just you inspiring yourself. You know, you have to motivate your team and you have to get along with your, your partners and your ecosystem who might say, hey, you know, you're not a big company, so I don't have a whole lot of uh, time or, or, or whatever it is. You know, there's something different about being a startup is when you come in with a massive team and maybe even also a massive budget. So lots to learn from you, Oliver. I'll be looking forward to that. And listeners, you know why you're coming back, so don't go away. We'll be right back after the break. Mobile Presence, sponsored by CleverTap, a leading engagement and retention platform, will be back after this message. 
Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on wmr.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. And we're back to Mobile Presence. I'm Peggy Ann Saltz, your host, and we have Oliver Wang, Senior Growth Manager at Elevate Labs. And before the break, Oliver, we were talking about your blog. We'll get to that in a moment, but I love the key takeaways here, you know, and one key learning that stuck with me was the whole idea of doing more with less. We talked about that a little bit, but how do you get your team to stand behind that? I mean, uh, is it getting um, the right size team, the right mix of talents? You know, it's one thing if you have the will to succeed in a startup, it's another if you get the team to do the same. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it, that's an area that, that I'm still trying to learn and improve at. But I think, mm -hmm. it, uh, like you mentioned, it really starts with who uh, you're kind of um, deep in the trenches with. And I think most startups, uh, just even before the team is even assembled, it's setting your mission, your values, and your expectations for any new hire you bring on to make sure that whoever joins, enters those company doors is going to be the right fit. And once you kind of have that team assembled, um, hopefully everybody there is going to be mission driven uh, because that is really what's going to get people to step up and take things mm -hmm. to the next level is if they're truly passionate about your product. Um, and then from a more practical perspective, especially when it comes to user acquisition um, and how it fits in inside a bigger org, I think one thing that I'm always trying to do is set the right expectations from the get-go as to what user acquisition is and what we need to be successful. And an example of that is, for example, um, user acquisition, we work a lot with creative teams um, and design teams to get ads up, up and running. And oftentimes, if you're if it's a new, uh, brand new org, your creative stakeholders may not know exactly what user acquisition is and how to best work with that team. So if you want to get the most mileage and most productivity out of both sides, it, it'll be great to have a kind of level setting conversation as to this is what user acquisition does. This is why we need creative a certain way. And that kind of really feeds into the expect expectation setting and it sets the tone for everything else that comes down the road. Um, and what you want to avoid is kind of having to double back uh, you know, a few months or a year into the, any relationship and have to level set again and change uh, expectations. So an early conversation can fix a lot of that um, as, mm -hmm. and of course, you know, getting that team to be super inspired and passionate about the product always helps too. So how, how many do you have on your team, by the way? 
Ooh, uh, shoot, where are we at now? I think we're at, you know, 30 or uh, 40 folks now. Uh, okay. When I joined, we were in All right. Like, so that's not, that's not super tiny. I remember reading a couple, well, now it's a couple years ago, but it was like, you know, when people were just really flexing their muscles in, in UA, if they had 15 people, they thought they had it made. So, so that's, that's, that's considerable. Um, anything you do to sort of keep it, you know, we talk about keeping everyone motivated and they're passionate, but how about keeping it fun? How do you keep it fun? Yeah, um, I think every day, like, you know, we've, I've been working on the LV app for about a year and a half now. And uh, when it comes, when you working on one app for a long time, uh, you know, steady state buying for an app is going to be different than launching new apps all the time. But as you work on one product, uh, it kind of ages like wine where you just know more and more about the product and every new conversation you have with a new partner or every, every new marketing campaign you're running, you just kind of know that playbook better and better. And there's a certain fluidity and flow that comes with that that makes every subsequent campaign a little bit more fun. And uh, I guess what I mean by that is nowadays when I talk to a new partner, um, I just know the app like the back of my hand and I can mm -hmm. start to do things that are a little more creative that push the envelope a little more. Whereas if I were you know, doing something with say a new app or something I'm not as familiar with, I would still be a little more hesitant, a little more risk adverse. Uh, but I feel like the longer that I've been working on something, the more I can be creative. And that's always helps spice things up. You also have to be creative when you're working with your external partners. You know, you have to um, position yourself because they're going to look at it as a, as not a small fish, but you're not the size you know, you're not the organization with the huge budget, but you're, you know, you're a formidable, have to be dealt with startup with, you know, a very talented team, but still you have to negotiate. You have to get their attention and get above all the deals that you deserve. How do you approach that? Because that's a lot of creativity right there. Yeah. And that, that has been an area that has, it's been the most challenging and the most subtle in terms of how I've approached it and learned along the way. You know, like I mentioned earlier, our, the, our company is about you know, 30, 40 folks. Um, and then our UA team today is two, two people. Mm -hmm. When I joined, I was, I was a team of one. And wow. when you're talking to other uh, external partners, they're going to uh, kind of change their tone if they're, whether they're talking to your you know, director of growth versus your campaign manager versus whoever it is. Um, and just from the get-go, when I'm stepping into a conversation as the only UA person, sometimes I've noticed that other partners are trying to gauge, you know, what is the type of you know, what authority does this person have? You know, how much uh, stake do they have in decision-making? How do they level set their conversations um, from the get-go? And that has been an area of, of challenge because when I was at Nexon, you know, a giant, giant team, most partners already know what this company is about, how much, you know, how much budget you're spending. Um, mm -hmm. and they can go into it with a certain level of, uh, I guess, assuredness that you're going to spend a lot of money. And that at the end of the day is honestly what it's going to be about when it comes to these relationships. And when you're a startup, they don't give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, oftentimes it's going to be assumed that you're not going to have a big treasure chest to just start blowing money out of the water. Um, and with that, the reality is that you might not get the best account management or the most amount of resources and Mm -hmm. Folks aren't going to uh, kind of give you the benefit of that. So I came into that with kind of a chip on my shoulder. Mm -hmm. I can recall, you know, early on one conversation I had with a you know, major ad network that I had worked with at Nexon. I reached out to the same rep again when I was at Elevate. I said, hey, I'm working on this new app now. would love to get a test going. 
And after the intro call, I just got radio silence. They wow. frankly didn't want to work with me because That's they didn't think smart. I was going to spend a lot of money. Um, That's not and- smart on their part, <laughs> is it? I mean, it, it, it really is. Um, it's because it's also about staying with a partner. Do they, do they see that maybe if they invest, they will also have you, you know, sort of more, more in relationship building, actually? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I didn't take it personally. It's just no. the reality of um, just account management and just these relationships. Yeah. If, if you're a bigger partner who's spending a lot of money, you're going to get more attention. Yeah. Um, but the way I kind of uh, internalize that is, you know, this is the reality of uh, what you have to deal with when you're a smaller company. You have to kind of fight for what you get. Um, and the way you get to get that is by kind of proving out that, hey, we, we do have a compelling product. We, we do have... Uh, you know, strong metrics, we, we are going to grow our account. And um, stemming from that conversation, we, uh, you know, usually when you work with a new partner with, in the case of an ad network, you want to be on a managed service, you want to get a lot of help setting things up, um, you want to put your best foot forward. And the way you do that is to, you know, get a lot of resources and bandwidth from your partner. In this case, you know, when you don't have that, uh, a leg up to begin with. I, I just want the self-serve route. I s- spun up some campaigns on my own. I just started spending and lo and behold, a few months into it, you know, we're growing, we're thriving, metrics look good. Um, and from there you become, um, it's, it, be, it becomes very unambiguous, just, you know, where you stand, you know, if your budgets are growing then yeah. you cannot be ignored. And that is, you know, eventually we're not, you know, we're now, you know, back having weekly calls with this partner, we're growing, we're thriving. And, um, it was a humbling experience for sure, but a really, really valuable experience um, for me to have. And that's also valuable advice right there because it's like, you know, it's basically show, don't tell. You know, if I want to tell someone I've got, I've got these uh, plans, I want to do these tests. No, you dive right in there as, you, as, as is your personality here, Oliver, you know, just let me at it, going to hustle. I'm going to take the self-serve platform Pro, you know, I'm going to use that product. I'm going to do my thing and just, you know, by process of showing what you can do, get on that, you know, stand your ground, as we said before, you know, how do you negotiate? I think maybe by doing. Exactly. And I think there is an element of kind of selling where mm-hmm. when I was at Nexon, I didn't have to really think about that because vendors are just lining up at your door trying to buy for your uh, attention. At a you know smaller company, that's kind of n- not as much the case. Where obviously people always want to work with you, but they're not rushing at they're not knocking at your door um, because a lot of folks just don't know about you. So now, what, in a lot of conversations, like I try to sell a little bit. You know, I spent actually my first job out of college was at an agency where that was a big learning. Where you know you just have to constantly be selling, even if you're not the account executive, even if you're not the salesperson. Um, and that works itself subtly into conversations and negotiations you have with your partners. You want them to know, um, you know, we're not just a company who's, you know, spending a few bucks to test a campaign. We're a company, you know, especially in our case, we're a series three co- company. We're backed by Sequoia. We're trying to grow X amount this year. We have this you know, new products and features coming down the pike. And you want to get your partners excited about your story and about what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. Great segue, Oliver, because uh, actually I'm very excited to hear more about your story, but we do have to get a break right now. So listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence, sponsored by CleverTap, a leading engagement and retention platform, will be back after this message. 
Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on wmr.fm. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Sauls. And we're back to Mobile Presence. We have Oliver Wang, Senior Growth Manager at Elevate Labs, a mobile hero, in fact, number 100. And one of the reasons it's always fascinating to have mobile heroes on the show, Oliver, is that you write amazing blogs as well. It's part of your dedicated page. And you wrote this blog, as I said before, you know, all about um, how to make more of less, how to do more with less, how to achieve more. And you share those tips and tricks in your blog. But uh, I'm going to try a little bit of um, just quick questions, quick answers to get at maybe some of the key takeaways of your blog, but also, you know, some of your personal um, advice to our listeners as well. So I'll kick it off with size matters. Ooh, um, I would say uh, no, but output matters. Um, you know, when it comes to startups, it's all about what you can, uh, what results you can achieve, not necessarily what, how many resources you have going into anything. Personal best. Ooh, uh, I got... I won eighth place in a middle school track and field meet. <laughs> I don't know if that's what you're looking for. That's kind of cool though. Now we know you do, we, you do other things other than UA. And I mean, you are a team of one. Um, churn. Oh, that's the number one issue uh, when it comes to, <laughs> I guess, startups in general, not even just, not just mobile apps. It's something we're fighting all the time trying to get uh, lower that churn. Reward. Reward. Um, I think about risk and the just balance between uh, reward. You know, with reward comes risk, with risk comes reward. How about you personally, ocean or mountain? Um, mountain, I have a fear of the water. <laughs> okay, I was, I was gonna say from your personality, Oliver, you love to climb, that's what I was gonna say. Oh, that's, that's, a, oh, that's such a more elegant way of putting it. <laughs> yes, that's it, I could see it. I said short answers and I'm still dying to hear because I look at it this way, right? I think it's exciting to be in a startup. I think, you know, to shape and to form 
is exhilarating, particularly in these times. Maybe I just want to leave with one top tip for someone who's like on the fence saying, no, I feel nice and secure in my big job, but I want the challenge of a startup. And hey, let's face it, in these times, the startups, it might be like the mammals and the dinosaurs, you know? <laughs> it may be that you want to be on the side of the mouse, who knows? What's, what's a little bit of a tip you can give just to give us something to think about um, and, uh, and leave on a high note? Yeah, uh, you know, when I was um, thinking about joining a startup, I kind of asked my, or, or the main the question looming in my mind was, could I do user acquisition um, if I were on my own? If I didn't have all these resources, uh, I, I guess I kind of wanted to just test myself and validate, like, do I actually know what I'm doing? Can I actually do this when, I, when you, you take away um, all of the supporting structure? And that's what I wanted to answer, and joining Elevate helped me answer that question. Uh, with that said, you know, at Elevate, I can't say enough about how great the rest of the team is. I'm definitely not doing this on my own. I have so many amazing coworkers and marketers around me. But I, I think that's something to consider. If you want to test yourself, if you want to have a bigger impact, um, and if you just really want to have a uh, kind of almost a founding impact on a marketing org, definitely consider joining a startup. Cool. Awesome, Oliver. It's been great to have you here. Great that you share this. And also so candidly, thanks for your time. Thank you so much. And of course, if you want to keep up with Oliver, any of the mobile heroes in the series, you can check out their dedicated page over at heroes.liftoff.io. And also in our show notes, we have LinkedIn profile links. We have everything you'll need to stay in touch with Oliver. And if you want to keep up with me throughout the week or find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor on Mobile Presence, then you can email me, Peggy. Peggy at mobilegroove.com is where you can find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services. You can check out all early episodes of our show by going to wmr.fm or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. So until next time, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. Keep well, stay safe, and we'll see you soon. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.